On Tuesday evening, we'll have the opportunity for a, a parish reconciliation service. We'll have confession for actually uh, our, our students, our children, who will be getting their first confession, but also have a couple other priests here as well, uh, Father Stan Mater and Father Bob White helping here in confessions as well. On Tuesday night from, from 6 uh, to 8 p.m. So, uh, of course, there's other opportunities to go to confession as well. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and twice on Saturday. So uh, please make sure to do that uh, during uh, the Advent season as we prepare for the coming of Christ. You know, back when I was at uh, Epiphany, I was an associate there for a couple of years. And I was uh, praying in the daily chapel uh, one Saturday morning. It must have been after probably confessions and just doing some more prayers. And as I was sitting in there at the daily chapel, there also um, is confessionals in the daily chapel at Epiphany. At least there used to be, not anymore. They've actually redone it. But anyways, back then the confessionals were there, and there was a retreat going on for uh, the, the students preparing for a confession. And part of that activities was for their parents uh, to bring the children around and to show them, you know, the confessional. So it was a little distracting I'm trying to pray, but in the same sense, it was, it was nice and beautiful uh, that the kids were able to see the confessional. But one child showed up, and I could hear the mom kind of whispering, now this is Father Zarin's confessional, and this is Father Carlson's, and, and Father Abbott's. And she said, well, I want to go to Father Zarin. He's, he's the pastor. I said, that's, I'm thinking that's a good idea. Go to the pastor, right? And anyways, the, so they open up the door to look inside the confessional. And even though the child is supposed to be quiet, she just yelled at the top of her lungs, I can't wait to go to confession. <laughs> and I thought in my mind in the middle of prayer, if we all had that same attitude, wouldn't that be nice? This little second grader, just with that joyful crying out, I can't wait to go to confession, Mom, and you could see how excited she was. Which I actually knew uh, that, that, that student a little bit, and I knew her family a little bit. And I actually had talked to her mom about confession before. And the mom was struggling with the idea of going to confession. But seeing her daughter's joy and excitement, she too finally... Uh, went uh, to, to confession as well. It was able to receive the peace and the grace uh, that God wanted uh, to give her. You know, I hope that we too sometimes can have that same faith and that same trust in God as, you know, little second and third graders, as, as little children do, to have that excitement to go to God all the time. Yesterday morning, we, I had the opportunity to meet with the, the students who are preparing for their first confession. And I always like to ask them questions. It's kind of a little quiz to make sure they're ready for a confession and to make sure their parents did a good job. And parents, by the way, you did a great job uh, this year, so congratulations uh, on that, and so did our catechist. But I asked them a question. I go, why do we need to go to confession? And the students were able to answer right away, well, Father... I don't know why you don't know this answer. You're a priest. You should know this stuff, right? But, but Father, we, we go to confession. It's like God can forgive us. And I ask them, well, why do we need to be forgiven? Is that because we've probably sinned? They go, yep, we've sinned, Father. I go, so we're not perfect. They go, nope. I go, is anyone perfect? Now, one student did say my parents are perfect, 
I said, no, they're not. <laughs> but uh, none of us are, right? But I go, well, we're not perfect, right? Nope. I said, well, who's perfect? Well, they go, well, Jesus was perfect. And they, start, they go, so was Mary. Go, yep, Mary was as well. Very good. All right? But that to see that we all need uh, to, to go to confession because we, we all turn away from the Lord sometimes. And I go, so what happens at confession? And the kids go, well, Father, you know, uh, well, he forgives us our sins. He gives us, you know, peace. He gives us love. And I love that answer, that Jesus, out of his forgiveness, loves us. So then I finally ask him another question, because now, you know, my philosophy brain is coming over yesterday morning. And I said, well, you know, we're celebrating Christmas pretty soon. What do we celebrate at Christmas? And all of the children knew the answer. They said, well, it's Christ coming into the world. I said, what does Christ do when he comes into this world? And they all said, well, and they all answered actually almost exactly the same. He gives us life. He gives us light in the midst of darkness. So I asked that final question, why did he need to come into this world? And they said, well, because we needed his help, Father. Which is so true. We need God's help. And we have a God who desires to help us, who desires to love us, desires to give us all of his grace, give his only begotten son for us. And because of this, we have an amazing God, a God who we should rejoice in. You know, so often in our, in our faith life, I think sometimes we just make it too complicated. We need to have childlike faith and truly believe that we have a God who loves us. Each and every one of us. And yes, that includes you. He loves you. And he wants to help you. He wants to help us. And yes, he's near for the coming of Christmas, but we know that he's always near. What we're called to do is to rejoice in him and to go to him. And let him truly be our God. Let him truly be the one who's going to help us for that eternal life. The one that will always forgive us when we go to him and ask for forgiveness. The one that will give us that, that love, that peace, and that grace, and that mercy, and not to be afraid of him. Never be afraid of God. Why would we do that? That's a trick that the evil one wants to play on us. Instead, we go to God and let him give us all that we need. And because of that, we can rejoice. Not just on Gadate Sunday, but as St. Paul says, to live a life of rejoicing always. Because we have a God who is always with us, always willing to help us, always there to love us. And so we rejoice. I shall say it again, rejoice.